Hello, and welcome to episode 4 of the JC Diary. This episode was recorded on a very long, about about 1800 mile road trip, and the audio is not the best, so I wanted to just re-record the intro and um, have some cleaner audio to start out the episode. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoy. Um, today I'm talking to my oldest friend that I still that I still am close with. His name is Ethan Sherman. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, driving right now. And, uh, yeah, I'm just just chilling out. Yeah. So we just we just had a uh, how many hours have we driven in the past couple of days? Um. Uh, probably over 20, over 20 hours. That sounds about right. So, yeah, we went on a, a road trip to New York visiting um, his, his campus. It was it wasn't quite the journey, and we had some very deep um, personal conversations, and those were very, very, very meaningful to me. But um, right now we're gonna talk about our our worldviews and maybe maybe like how our worldviews have changed throughout our lives. I think that would be interesting to talk about because we kind of, in a way, you know, we, we kind of flip flopped. Not not exactly, but like you know, we kind of went through we went through interesting transitions. Like you know, anyways, do, do you wanna? Start off talking about that. Yeah, well, what do you what do you have in mind for me to, to, to any any specific question to address? Um, I guess I guess you could start off telling your story, or if you'd rather me telling telling my story, just like my the the my story of my world, how my worldview has changed, you know, gets to go since childhood, or do you want to, do you want to tell that story first, or would you like, if you, yeah, if you want to go first, I can, I can kind of tell my, a little bit of my life story, if that's what you're, if that's what you want, I can, I can share my life. That would be one. Alright, let's, let's get down to brass tacks. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, uh, was born in, in Tennessee, lived there pretty much my whole life. Um, I kind of had a kind of had a crazy childhood, uh, and, and really uh, was was brought up understanding that, uh, like, kind of like just just uh, not really questioning at all, but just kind of inheriting the idea of, of okay, there's a God. Um, but it was never, never talked about in my home. It was never lived out. It was never, no one ever talked to me personally about it. It would just be weird. like, you know, every once in a while, I would know, find myself in a church or something, and, and you didn't really pay attention to what was going on there. But uh, by the time I had gotten into middle school, I was so hurt by the world, by, by people in my family, by people I knew. Just, just so 
scarred up, uh, and I, uh, I defined God out of existence. Surely, a loving God couldn't exist in this world uh, because of all the horrors I've seen, the sad things. So I kind of, by the yeah, by the time I was in middle school, I was just a full-on atheist. Uh, just you know, I thought I thought God and Christianity, in particular, were rather foolish, um, and, and I felt bad for people that didn't believe in God. I felt I felt bad for them because I thought they were stupid. I thought they were narrow-minded. I thought they. If they'd only known what the real, like, harsh reality of life was, if they were only more connected to reality than it's hard, and, you know, like I was, then they couldn't believe in God. And I kind of you went through middle school, went through high school, uh, with a lot of problems, a lot of personal, personal hurts and, and difficulties. A lot of depression, a lot of struggling with the desire to die, suicide, and uh, tried to find meaning uh, through through girls, uh, through sports, and uh, you know they were they were never never fulfilling even when I would get get what I thought I wanted, it, it was it was never enough, uh, or it was just, uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a temporary fix for my pain that I experienced growing up, and, and even during that, those times, it was a temporary, temporary fixes, somehow, I, I never, thankfully, I never was, you know, got into drugs or alcohol, because uh, my, my personality, my, my, my addictive behaviors, uh, and poor self-control, I, I could just see how my life could have been very, very differently and it perhaps ended much sooner uh, if I had gotten into drugs. Uh, I, I, it, it would have destroyed me. Um, and, it, and it really destroyed my father. Uh, he was a slave to alcohol. Slave to even even just drugs, and a slave to a lot of the, the mental problems that he had, and so I, I know I'm no better than, than anybody else. And if I if I would have been involved in that, I, mean, I, I really could have gone and ended up in a very different place than I am now. But uh, I still I still got involved in. Unhealthy behaviors, unhealthy relationships, and unhealthy, uh, just a life, an unhealthy lifestyle, and it was leading me to darkness, depression, and I felt like I was dying inside. And by the time I was a, a junior in high school, I, I wanted to, I wanted to join the army um, or the Marines, uh, but, but the army they offered a, they offered a a program called a split op, which is where you can do boot camp uh, 
in between your junior and senior year. So you can kind of get ahead of the game. And I, I tried to do that. I tried to sign up. Uh, I, was, I was meeting with recruiter, signing papers, getting ready. And, uh, and I got shot down. Uh, my, uh, my MEPS guy, uh, he was like, there's no way we can let you in because uh, when I was two, what is this guy doing? Swerving all over the road. When I was two weeks old, I had a heart surgery, open heart surgery, uh, nearly died. Um, I had three holes in my heart and you know, I, I, I really could have died. So, so, you know, to this day, I haven't had a giant scar on my back. Um, and even though I'm physically healthy, uh, very, very fortunate, very blessed. I, uh, almost miraculous seeming how I have never had health problems in my life, even though I nearly died right out of the womb, pretty much. They, they, yeah, because of that, they, they said, we're not taking a chance, there's no way, sorry, but, and so I, I, uh, I didn't really know what I was going to do with my life, I didn't want to go to college, I didn't want to do anything, um, I thought maybe I would just like, work out a bunch and do, like, be a personal trainer, or open a gym, or, uh, or something, but really that was not much of a passion, I was just kind of like a, I didn't really know what else to do. My senior year, going through my senior year, I uh, started getting into a lot of Eastern, Eastern uh, religion, worldview, spirituality, even even dabbling a little bit in, in New Age, as the New Age movement as it's known. Not you know, I didn't become some expert, some guru in those things, but I I had adopted, I I, I started transferring from that hard materialism, there's no God, there's nothing supernatural, it's all fake. I, I really started, uh, I started uh, exploring these other other ideas and uh, learning, learning of the fascinating, fascinating philosophies and around the world, worldviews uh, that we, we have. Uh, and uh, in that time, I there, there was a family uh, in my community that, that really kind of got involved in my life big time. Uh, I uh, I went to, to school with with the daughter of the family, and her and I became friends. And I ended up starting to work for the dad of the family, uh, and, and, and really they, they just kind of treated me almost like one of their own. Uh, they, I just became so heavily involved in, in their lives, and they, they and mine, uh, and, and they showed me so much love. Uh, they treated me in ways I, that, you know, I really hadn't been treated, uh, just, just because I. I you know, I, I was just some punk, you know, I doing whatever, kind of living for myself. And, and I even kind of used them and, and betrayed them. Uh, and that's a different story, but uh, I ended up hurting them a lot. And, and they still loved me. And they 
still they forgave me and they and they desired me. They, they wanted me uh, to still be in their lives. And all the while, they were telling me about Jesus. And I didn't want anything to do with it. I thought it was kind of. I almost, I, like I said, I, I felt bad for them that they were kind of enslaved to trapped in my mind and just in ignorance. Like, oh, well, of course they're Christians, you know, they live here in Tennessee, in the South, you know, everybody's a Christian. And I just thought they were just like everybody else, pretty much. But as I, as I got to know them, as I saw their character, as I, as I went so they actually invited me to their church. They were there, the place where they were going to worship God. And I, out of respect for them, I, I actually started checking it out. Or at least I went the first time, and I actually became intrigued um, because the people at this, this place were, were so, so different than anybody I'd ever met. They were, they were, they were like them, like, like that family, just full of mercy. Love and confidence, and fearlessness, and they, they would like this is something so so little, but it made such a big impact. Seemingly little, but it made such a big impact in, in my perception of them and, and these these worshippers at this church. They wouldn't get stressed out and freaked out about the stuff that my family would get stressed out about, or that I would get stressed out about. And I just saw like. They had so much faith, so much confidence, and, and I had none of that. And I was so interested, like, wow, why do they love each other? Why do, why do these people love each other this much? They're, not, they're all different. They're not the same. They're, they're, there's no reason that, that they should love each other like this. And at least in my mind, it was, it seemed, and I wanted to know. So I, I just started reading books. I started reading, I even started flipping open the Bible. I'd never opened the Bible to read it. I, even though I, I thought it was stupid, I hadn't even read it myself. And even if I had, it was just kind of to make fun of it. You know, it was never like I actually took it seriously. Like, what is this saying? I'd never done that. And, and I started doing it. I started, you know why I want to know why these people are so amazing and they keep saying it's this book they keep saying it's this God and they keep saying it's old Jesus you know and, and so I just started learning about it I started meeting these people and asking them questions and it just it just steamrolled me it just destroyed me Everything and my whole worldview that I had tried to scramble together to make sense of the world, to make sense of my pain, it, it was just blown over by by the worldview presented in the gospel, in the Bible, the story that's presented there, and, and it radically, radically changed my life. It came to a point where I was so obsessed with learning about you know, 
is, is it true? Is this actually true? Or is this just another fairy tale? It's just, is it, is it crazy? Like I've all, the crazy people talk, like I always thought it was, or is this actually seriously the truth? Is it real? And I, I remember being in like, I would be in math class and I, you know, I would be, I wouldn't even do my work. I wouldn't even be in the class. I would just be like, on my computer, like reading articles and reading books and Every, all day, every day, I couldn't sleep. I was always thinking, like, it was just this giant figure, this giant figure of, of God and Jesus, this story that, that God becomes the, a man, this, the highest being, the most transcendent being, the, the, the Tao, the way, the, the, the word becomes flesh. Loves us enough to, to even die for us. This there's just this figure, this story that was just in my mind. That could it be? Could this all really be? It, there was a lot of struggling and wrestling and a lot of weighing out. Like if I start saying I'm believing this, you know, it, my family's going to think I'm crazy. I don't. I just. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know the first thing about it really. It's, it was just this big chasm of mystery. I, I don't know what this I don't really even know what to begin to think of this. And as I learned more and more, I just. There was a breaking point where I was so convinced of the, of the truth of the Bible that I. I, 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 I gave up. Just gave up. I just I said I can't take it anymore. I remember going out by a river and sitting down after reading the Gospel of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament, and just sitting down, tears. Just really, it was one of the first times that I even had prayed, and I was just talking to God like, I don't know how to do this. God, I don't know. I don't. I know I'm gonna fail, but I, I, I want to know you. I want you. And, and it was just this breaking point. Like I'd never been the same. I've never been the same person. There, there was a there was a surrender. I I don't want to be God in my life anymore. I'm tired of. I'm tired of. Being living for myself, I'm tired of being. I'm the cause of all my problems. I'm the one that's whispering all the lies in my own ear. I want to be set free, and I, I want to be set free from my sin that destroys my life and destroys my relationships with the people I love the most. And it's transformed, and it's not that I don't struggle anymore, I still fail. Still hurt people. I can still hurt the people I love the most. But there's a very different, very different process. It's a very different perspective. There's grace and love and, and confidence in a, in a fixed, permanent ruling that I'm, I'm safe. I'm loved.
they don't have to move an inch to the left or an inch to the right to earn love or approval from God because he, God is love. And he's proved his love to me by, by Jesus, by, by the cross. That's, that's the journey I've been on for the past two and a half years. And, and yeah, my family thought I was crazy. And it caused all sorts of division. But I, I kept going, kept going. There's plenty of stories of what I can tell about my relationship, my new relationship with Jesus, my new relationship with God, despite all the baggage, despite all the connotations that come with that. I don't care. I don't care about what people think. I know God. He's right Ethan, thank you for being so honest about your story and just saying, I guess, just kind of such such personal stories about your life and you know how you've grown throughout the years. I've never really like given a personal story of my life on on this podcast so i i will i will i'll do that as well and i think people will see some parallels you know between obviously we've, we've gone through very different journeys but um i think it's interesting how they've been similar um so i grew up um well i guess yeah my family is uh, um Mormon are there in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and so I grew up believing in that in that religion and that worldview I was I was very dedicated to it for many years in my childhood and um, you know at that point I, I believed that that would be the way I looked at the world for the rest of my life and like that's a pretty natural thing to thing to think. At a young age, it's easy to to accept the views of your parents or, or the views of your environment, and and just think that that's going to be the rest of your life. I was I was born into a very very good situation. Uh, my parents are 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 amazing people, and they you know they've cared about me for my entire life, and I, I couldn't be more grateful for for the situation that I was born into. Um, but there, there came a time in my life where I realized that the beliefs I had weren't my own, that the way I looked at the world was more, more than anything else a consequence of, of the situation I was born into. And I think at, at some point or another, people ask themselves, why do I believe what I believe? And when I asked myself that question, um, and when it came down to it, I realized that there was a lot of, of, I guess, pondering and a lot of growth for me to do, and a lot of like, a lot of being willing to doubt the things that I had had believed all my life, and eventually it led to me leaving the the, the religion that I had. That I loved for many years, and I, I still appreciate the values of it. Um, I think it, there are many, many good people of that faith, and I, 
I love many people of that faith. Um, but I just, I just have different different views, and um, my views kind of changed in a way that um, led me to to look at the world in just a very a drastically different way. Not not just the world, but but reality and the universe, I guess. And and with that with that change, that transition to a completely different worldview came a lot of changes in my life. Um, Ethan mentioned that you know you mentioned that you never gotten got involved in drugs or anything. Um, I did end up getting involved in, in some drug usage, um, and the reason for that for me was I felt like I needed to experiment with with my view of of the world and existence and and. I really don't regret those decisions. I think that I gained a lot of insights on on how I how I look at the world. They some have been scary, some have been very deep and, and meaningful and and some have been very peaceful and and but all in all I think I've learned a lot, grown a lot from them. Um Yeah. But um that that that's the story there. <laughs> Um, but, um, so, <laughs> just on, back to, I guess, just events and, you know, where, where I'm at in my life. Um, I got into the University of Tennessee and now I'm, I'm, I'm studying business and I'm, I'm involved on campus and and I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to figure out what I, what exactly I want to do with my life. Uh, I know, I know, I want to be, I want to have a family. Um, I'm, I've been dating uh, my girlfriend for about eleven months now, nearly, nearly eleven months, and yeah, and we have a dog. <laughs> so that that's probably the the biggest part of my life at the moment. I'm excited about the future. I love thinking about what her and I are going to do together, and I love thinking about where our careers can take us. And um, I love just discussing different views of life and reality. I've done that several times on this podcast, and I'm sure I'll continue to do that. And my my ideas and views will continue to grow, and and I'll be able to document them here and share them with anyone that, that may decide to listen. But yeah. I'll I will i will keep my my story brief. I'm sure I'll talk more about my life in the future of this of this podcast, but I'll I'll leave it at that for right now. Um then do you wanna talk a little bit about our our high school time or maybe after high school? Um right now we're both um Junior, junior age in college, and we've known each other since like freshman year uh, of high school. So, so we've been friends for a while now. Um, what are what are some standout experiences that we've had together? What what, what would come to mind? Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is well. Between our, our camping trips and, uh, and really just a 
lot of time I spent over at their house. Uh, it was an escape for me a lot, a lot of time, and it was a safe place that I felt your family was always very hospitable and loving, uh, even sacrificial to me. So, honestly, just honestly, the simple degrees of, of just chilling out in your house watching a movie, it's been great. You know, there's tons of highlight memories that I can tell. Oh, that was crazy. And the time we went to that concert, or the time we, you know, whatever. But really, it was just those simple, peaceful, like safe, safe moments that, that really, uh, when I think of uh, our relationship with Isaac, what I appreciated the most, what helped me the most, was having having something like that, before I can just go somewhere and feel like at peace. You know, I don't have to. Be afraid. I'm safe. It's okay to, to just relax. And it, it really, uh, being, being there at your home and even doing other things, it really helped me discover who I am. Uh, helped me to kind of loosen up and, and get out of my shell and be uncomfortable. Because I was so, I was so really shy and terrified. And, and so highlight. For me, it was just kind of being being in a safe place and learning how to be comfortable with myself. How to be, it's okay to be me. It was really a lot of the message I, that I did get. Yeah, I I really did just I really did love just being able to hang out with you and like sometimes for days on end. Like I just remember staying up and watching Bob Ross and then going to Waffle House and just, you know, those simple things really are like such special memories. But also the camping trips were a lot of fun. Um, getting, getting our tent flooded and freezing on the side of a mountain, sleeping in Eno's because we didn't think to bring blankets for some reason. Uh, covering ourselves in whatever articles of clothing we have, yeah. But, Great memories, and thank you for for sharing sharing your stories on the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, any anything to say to close out for the day? Um, well, I just I mean, I, I guess what I can say is that you know, if you come back and listen to this later, and you know, I don't know if any, if anybody else would ever listen to this, you know, whoever would be listening. Just really appreciative of your friendship. And, uh, and I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot with you, and I've learned a lot about what it means to be loved by someone. To be, it's okay to be myself, like it's over here. You know, you've, you've really been someone that I, uh, has helped me learn who I am. I just want to thank you. That 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 means a whole lot to me. We'll we'll end it with that.